Hello, and thank you for choosing Let's Entertainment as your podcast today. I am your pop culture maven, Jeff Malone, and with, with me, as always, is my co-pilot, live from Hampton, Maine. It's my Aunt Beth Woods. Aunt Beth, how are you? I'm good. You didn't call me your co-host. I'm your co-pilot today. <laughs> I like that. Oh, good Ooh. to hear. Um, I just, uh, I went with my gut. I like, it. Say. I like it. Yep. <laughs> just a little weather update. We're getting a storm tonight. But only like five oh. inches. So. Oh, was, okay. Well, you're, about you're one of... Maine is one of the 25 states that is on some sort of storm watch. Yeah, we're on a storm watch. But you guys haven't gotten any... Have you gotten much, Jeff, in, in Pittsburgh? Or, oh. No, they, they uh, just actually... There was an article in our paper this morning how this is like one of the, uh, the lowest snowfall totals we've had in however yeah. many years. It's unbelievable. And they don't know what to do with all the extra salt that they bought for the uh, winter. <laughs> like that's a good problem to have yeah (laughs) i know i'm ready for it i can send it to uh california i think just north of la they're getting a few inches oh geez oh gosh anyway we we already heard uh heard from him but uh here's an introduction to our guest you know him from the march madness episode uh, from almost a year ago, live from, uh, is it Export or Murraysville, PA, or is it both? Uh, it's my good friend, Jeff Smith. Jeff, it's good to be back on. Uh, I think uh, after my uh, March Madness predictions, those kind of went up in flames within no more than 48 hours. So I'm glad you trusted me to talk uh, Super Bowl commercials with you here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, in this case, we're talking entirely about things that have already happened. And actually, that yeah. kind of reminds me, well, we'll get to that later. But uh, yeah, I don't think you have to worry about accuracy here, except insofar as it relates to your own opinions. That is true. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah. I have and to then, give some... Um, <laughs> Oh, is is that for us, the dog treats? I have some whining doggies, so I'm trying to make them be quiet while we're doing this. Whining doggies. Well, I guess it's five o'clock somewhere. Okay. All right. Well, um, before yeah, let's see. Before we dive into um into our main topic, we do have some catch up to play. Uh, our last uh, full-length episode was about Abbott Elementary, and I did run a poll uh, about that. Uh, Jeff, do you watch that at all? No, I, I don't. I was like, can you give me a uh, two-minute synopsis here? Uh, well, it's uh, it's um, an ABC sitcom uh, that takes place in a Philadelphia set elementary school. So I, I would recommend it to you as both a, yeah. um, a longtime resident of the Phil- Southeast Pennsylvania area and as an educator yourself. Yeah, no, that does sound like right, right in my wheelhouse here. It's right? really funny. It's really good. Huh. There's some, some sitcoms that you see commercials for and then you're like, oh, that looks so yeah. stupid. But this <laughs> is really good. Last night. I okay. loved, yeah, I just enjoy that half hour so much. It's just last night's was so good every week they haven't disappointed yet so <laughs> yeah it's worth checking 
Um, I haven't watched last night's yet as of our recording. I still have to catch up on most of my Wednesday shows because I was at the the screening of Cocaine Bear last night. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, that sounds scary. I was reading about it. So what uh, I will say you... this. Okay, I, uh, I'll say quick about Cocaine Bear. It delivers exactly what it promises. Okay. Uh, and then... Hmm. On to the poll about Abbott Elementary. I asked uh, our followers, should Janine and Gregory end up together on Ooh. Abbott Elementary? And 5.6% said, I don't know. 11.1% answered, maybe. 5.6% said, no. And a resounding 77.8% said, yes. Wow. Uh, so that's, there you go. To... Our, our, that's uh, how the at least that sampling of the Abbott Elementary fandom what, what they're rooting for so mm-hmm. um, was there you, you've watched last night you said was there any mm-hmm. hint in that direction well I don't want to give it away so <laughs> but okay. it'll, it'll help answer your question a little the the poll and i'll make sure i'll I'll get to watching it after we finish recording then yeah and one one other thing before uh, we get into our main topic that i wanted to discuss with both of you um did you all see the news i sent you regarding whose line is it anyway yep yes so uh it according to colin mockery the the season that they're producing currently is going to be the last one on the cw um yeah which i'm it seems like colin himself isn't even sure about the details but the way i interpreted that is that it's not the season that's currently airing that's the last it's the one they're making one a new season right now and that will presumably premiere in the fall or at least that's how i, I interpreted yeah. it but who knows he even seemed confused like yeah apparently they've had some strife with the cw they they never entirely know what's going on but um yeah so that was one of our first episodes we talked about whose line uh and jeff did, did you keep up i know you and i watched it quite a bit to, uh we shared our fandom back in the abc days did you watch the cw revival at all i i kind of tapered off i i did when it first came on and then it just never never stuck in kind of the things that i watched but it was interesting to see what the articles you were sending like it, it it surprised me a lot like I think what Colin made the remark how um, they haven't done a haven't done a hoedown at all like in this season yeah. where you think about some of those older episodes and it's like gosh that was such like a tradition that shows would end with and it's like well you know I gosh I can't think of the last time I watched an episode like how many years it's been it's like how different is it now compared to what it once was and maybe maybe a good thing maybe not but I don't know. I feel like with improv, I mean, that, that could go on forever too, for sure. And for what, what did he say? 30 years. I mean, that's remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the British version, I think premiered in either 88 or 89. And I think it had yes. actually been okay. a, um, 
a, a radio show for a year before yeah, 88 it premiered and i believe colin's first appearance was in 92 uh so yeah so 30 years, 30 yeah. years. Wow. Or actually 91 it looks like yeah so uh yeah and, and you know not not much time in between because the the american version started right after the british version ended and then there was there was a decent amount of time in between the abc and cw versions but they were all they had some other similar shows that they did in between like drew carey's green screen that's right yeah i never watched any of those want to go out i'm seeing if they have to go out but well it's funny because he said that um it could come back but it wouldn't be with the those guys so that there was a chance that you know if they did ha- keep it going but i can't imagine having it on without the, those yeah. original guys because they're well, it would be hard to get used to watching it with somebody else they're so yeah. talented i mean i have gotten they have i mean they've had different fourth chairs in the CW show, like they had Keegan Michael Key and oh. Gary Anthony Williams and a few others, Heather Ann Campbell, who were, had never been on the previous versions. So, mm-hmm. you know, I got to appreciate those new folks, but they were, and I also got to appreciate Aisha Tyler taking over for Drew, but it wasn't entirely new. Like you still always had Ryan Collin and Wayne. Yeah, if it's completely new, you know, a new host and four new people we've never seen before. Yeah, that'll be. I mean, I hope they're talented, but it'll. I know it'll be hard. It'll be quite the adjustment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I really didn't watch it as much um, since uh, Aisha Tyler. Well, since the new one came, um, I don't know. I, not that it wasn't good. I just never. I didn't think about watching it that much. Well, that another that was kind of one thing Colin touched on in the the Vulture interview that um, he just did. Uh, like the CW hardly ever advertised it, and and yeah. in the tweet when he broke the news, there were so many people were like, "Oh, I didn't even know there were new episodes yeah. still on." Mm-hmm. Was, well, yeah, it was like it's hardly ever promoted. Yeah, even by its bad. own network. Yeah, I wonder why if it didn't isn't a big money maker or who knows. But mm-hmm. he's probably ready for a change if he's been doing it for thirty years. <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah. Um. Well, but he's he's still doing improv because he's doing live shows with like with some of the Who's Line guys, and there there was one he mentioned where it's like, uh. Uh, I forget if it's Colin or maybe it's Colin and Brad, and they do it with a hypnotist. They oh, bring yeah. up yeah. audience members and hypnotize them, and they perform improv with the 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 professionals while they're under hypnosis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, weird. If if he's still doing that, just I'd be I'd be interested in going to one of those. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> I wrote down question mark. He said, but I don't even know the context because all I wrote down was question mark, Dr. Theater. 
He said something about doctor theater, and I had no idea what that was. Do you remember that? Um, let me look it up quick and see if I can find out. <laughs> I didn't know what I said. Like, what is he talking about? No, I just Googled that and it took me to the, just took me to the Vulture interview. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. What he said was, there's also a thing called Dr. Theater where you're on stage and, oh, I think what he meant, I think like that was just like his explanation for how he's able to do improv so well. Like it's not the name of his show. Like that's his name, his like nickname for his improvability, I think. Oh, okay. Like Dr. Theater is a part of himself. Okay, okay. I didn't know if it was some special thing that he was doing. I gotcha. It would be a good name for an improv show, I think. Yeah, that's a good name, (laughs) Dr. Theater. (laughs) That's good. Well, hopefully you can watch, because you probably watched it more than either of us, Jeff, that you could still watch the old shows on whatever they, I don't know if they're still streaming or what, but. I think they're on um, the ABC and the CW seasons, I think are on HBO Max. Oh, okay. They are fun. There's also this other app. What's that? I was just thinking how much fun it was when we first was were first kind of introduced to it, and it was just such a fun thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Jeff, I don't know if you've done I, I don't know if you've done it yet, or it's going to be maybe a future content idea for you. But I completely envision a uh, full blown ranking of your favorite party or uh, sketches that they did. From you know <laughs> one to whatever it is, and uh, I mean that could be left up to a lot of debate. So, yeah, I mean it, there's there'd be so much to wrangle. I could, I mean that that would be quite a project to put all that together. I could like, I could probably like rank my top five or favorite ten games just off the cuff, maybe. But ranking all of them, that would be yeah. I'd have to set aside some time to do that properly but yeah that's 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 a possibility uh okay um any more thoughts about who's line before we dive right in no i don't think so i don't think okay well on uh that's entertainment um we uh, head to our destination and we get there within usually uh, it takes the trip takes about an hour or so, sometimes 45 minutes. We pick a pop culture topic and discuss it according to the three S first favorite and forever. And um, I usually do something to set the tone on uh, the particular topic. So I'll go ahead and uh, do that right now. Hold on a second. I just dropped my mouse, but it's it's still working. So okay. This episode of Vets Entertainment is brought to you by animals, celebrities, sexual innuendo, and good old-fashioned American excess. In other words, Super Bowl commercials. Yes, uh, okay. Um, 
there are some people who watch the Super Bowl for the actual football, some who watch it for the halftime show, and then there's us who watch it for the commercials. Well, or maybe some of us watch it for some combination of all of those things, but the the Venn diagram of the three of us here is, I think, the, the commercials. So that's why we decided to talk about it today. So um, we're going to go... Uh, as far back in the past as we like, uh, or as makes sense, by doing the first section first, where we, uh, yeah, talk about our earliest memories related to this particular topic. So, uh, Jeff, we'll throw it to our guest first. When did you realize that Super Bowl commercials were a big deal? Yeah. And did you ever have any routines about uh, discussing the most notable ads each year? Well, I think it all started, you know, back, back when the turn, when uh, you, you started to realize how, just how big the, a, a Super Bowl was to, to, to watch it as well. And for me, uh, that, that came in to uh, like play, I want to think Super Bowl 29 was the 49ers and the Chargers, which was 94 was the first Super Bowl I remember I watching. It was 90, and wasn't it 95? Well, uh, yeah okay you're probably right like 94 nfl season spring or winter of 95 then for the game itself yeah but basically ar- around that time and i know when you know you look back through like the history of super bowl commercials the the thing that st- stood out to me from that time in the mid the late 90s was just all the different kinds of beer commercials and you know i i think like the bud bowl commercials were a little bit before my time for what i remember but the Clydesdales, the Budweiser Frogs, the What's Up Guys, the Bud Ice Penguin. Like, beer was like the big revolving thing. And, you know, even when you're seven, eight years old, that doesn't mean much to you. But, I mean, obviously, they, they had a, a way with their advertising there with the animals. And it was just, it's stuck for years and years. And now we look at it, you know, what, close to 30 years later. And it, it, it's totally changed, I feel, where, you know, the that kind of marketing with beer is not the same as what it was back then. And mm-hmm. I always, th- I always think about the big thing, which was such a big deal back then compared to now is um, day after the Super Bowl, the USA Today newspaper would always release their ad meter. And that was always one of my favorite, it was always one of my favorite reads. And I know you can still find them online, but it, it just wasn't the same, you know, actually like going to a store, getting a, getting a newspaper and then going to that section where it was and reading up and seeing what these people thought that uh, the Super Bowl commercials could be rated. I think it was a scale of uh, zero to 10 on them. They give you a, a brief little synopsis, maybe 50 words or so why they put them where they did. And I don't know. I, I always remember getting that day after the uh, Super Bowl on a Monday, just going, getting a newspaper. <laughs> and I mean, now you can find that content online, but those are some of my early memories with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe I have some similar ones, but before that, we'll check in with Aunt Beth. What are, yeah. what are your memories? Well, you guys probably watched a lot. I don't know when I realized that they were such a big thing because I, I never really watched the Super Bowl growing up. Um, sometimes I'd um, probably in the last like 20 years or so, I'd put on the last five minutes just to see who won, or especially if it was a team that I liked, I'd, you know, I'd maybe watch a little of it or put the, always to see the end. Um, So, so yeah, so I don't know. I remember hearing about the commercials, but um, 
I didn't really have any kind of routine. I didn't even know they had it ranked in the paper like that. But sometimes if I heard there was a good one, I'd watch it, I'd Google it or watch it on YouTube. Um, but I guess in the last few years, maybe I've, you know, now that I know there's such a big thing, I'll try to um, catch ones or sometimes they even show them before the Super Bowl. If they say oh, there's a good one coming up. So I'll try to make sure I catch those. But you guys probably were all watching the Super Bowl. Like, I, so Jeff Smith, I, when Jeff suggested this topic, I texted back and said, oh, does that mean I have to watch the Super Bowl? <laughs> he said the commercial because I was like, I was at a Super Bowl party, though, and we watched for the first half. I left after halftime, but um, they did have it on and I watched a little bit of it. But I was I recorded it so that it was the mm. opposite. Usually, I watch um, a show and then fast forward through the c commercials. This time, it was mm. the other way around. So right. I got to see them. <laughs> yeah, so. But how about you, Jeff? What when do you remember? Um, well, so my earliest Super Bowl viewing memory. Um, the I have. The earliest Super Bowl party I can remember is Super Bowl 31. Uh, so that was 97. The Packers beat, they beat the Patriots, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I also kind of vaguely remember the Cowboys winning the year before, but um, I have more specific memories of, of the, uh, the Packers win. And, but I don't remember knowing thinking at that time that the the commercials were that big a deal it was more of a gradual realization i'd say maybe around 2000 or so when i was like sixth grade i probably knew about it by then and like you jeff i would uh read usa today i would ask my dad to buy a copy uh after so i would get it around after after he came home from work and I came home from school, I would look through it, you know, spend Monday afternoon seeing what the ad meter declared the best ad of, of this year's game. And I, you, Jeff, I'm sure you and I discussed it for the whole week afterwards. Um, well, well I, I know it's funny when you mentioned the word routines, I, I, I thought about too, because we would, we would always discuss them, kind of break it down for what would seem to be like a week's worth of time. I actually took a little bit of time la last night to actually, I, I hit the page down button a few times on Facebook and I, kick, I kicked it all the way back to uh, 2009. And that was the first time I, you posted something on my wall about your uh, your two cents about the Super Bowl commercials. And I couldn't find my response to them at all. I guess that was a little bit before Facebook made it a little bit easier to look at that sort of thing. But uh, um, I, I did jot down um, kind of some of your your thoughts back back in 2009 about the commercials, and you gave your your top five list, of course, as well. And it was just fun. it was it was funny to see that. Okay, you know he. Here's your logic, you know, maybe you need to start writing for USA Today here as well and get that back into the circulation some yeah, more here. Do you, have, do you have that list handy? Can I guess what I picked that I, year? I, I only wrote down the top three, but if you think you can name anything on there, I know I got another trivia question for you later, but uh, yeah, what do you think? 
All right, 2009. So this this was right before I went to study abroad in Australia. Uh, I don't know. Is there a Doritos among there? Not in the top three, no. Um, Emerald Nuts, maybe? No, not Emerald Nuts. I guess that wasn't their year. Um, oh, man. Uh, It'd be amazing it, if what? you actually did remember, Jeff. I know. <laughs> was there a Bud Light? No Bud Light. Uh, give me a hint. What, uh, what uh, type of businesses are these? Two of your uh, your top three are uh, from drink companies. Drinks, not necessarily alcohol. So maybe uh, is there a Pepsi? That that's your number one. You you titled it a Pepsi Max commercial, which I don't remember. Called I'm Good. That was your that was the one you said was tops that year. You said it, you know it didn't stand out to you like compared to other years tops, but uh, that was your uh, favorite from 2009. <laughs> Interesting. Look that one up after and see if it holds up. Uh, let's see. The other drink was maybe was it? Uh, was this one a, an alcoholic drink? No. Mm -mm. Uh, then I'll say Gatorade. No. You want me to give it to you? I'll take one more guess. Powerade. Okay. No, not Powerade either. Uh, milk. No, <laughs> getting farther away from it, I think. Uh, was it a soda? It was. Uh, seven up. Nope. Sprite. Nope. Another Pepsi. Eh, not quite. Uh, okay. Diet Pepsi. No. Coke. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Pepsi and a Coke made the list. Yeah, both in your top three. This one you got a third. Okay, what type of business is this one? All right, well, uh, the, 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 the Coke commercial that was number three on your list was a Coke Zero ad, and it involved uh, Troy Palomo recreating the uh, Mean Joe Green famous Super Bowl commercial. Uh, okay. All right, your, your one at number two here was from a... Oh, gosh, I, I don't want to use the word because if I give you the word for what kind of company this is, it's right in the name of what the company is. Um, it's a company that promotes people looking for new jobs. Is it, um, was it Monster? No, but you're on the right track. So a company like Monster, yeah. Right. 2009 that's too early for indeed mm -hmm, was right. it was around in 2009 uh i mean I, i'm blank you'll just have to tell me this one yeah um i know this is another one that didn't stand out to me i don't remember it it's a career builder and it was oh, a okay. commercial it was a commercial you titled time for a new job so relook them up jeff later but uh, yeah. one, one, of the, one of the things I thought was funny is, you know, we, we kind of went back and forth on Facebook for a while commenting on Super Bowl commercials. And I feel like one of the recurring themes was this was a down year for commercials. This was a down year for commercials where maybe the, the same 
quality that we didn't remember as younger kids just didn't hold up or maybe we were just getting a little more critical as we were getting older or something i don't i don't know yeah we should bring in a younger we should have brought in a younger guest to see what they think were your are your kids old enough to care about the commercials yet no, not 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 yet. Unfortunately, my my kids their their biggest thing that they had trouble with this past year was not understanding why everyone on my side of the family wasn't rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs. Because uh, my son Giovanni he uh, he thinks that Andy Reid and my dad are like twin brothers, and he sees Andy Reid on TV. He's like, well, that's Grandpa. Like, why why aren't you rooting for Grandpa's team? It's like, well, well, buddy, you know that like we're we're from Philadelphia, so we would want the Eagles to win. But I didn't want to blow his mind and tell him how Andy Reid used to coach Philadelphia as well. So that that'll come in time. But mm-hmm. I mean, just just for him to pick up on it in his seven year old mind that uh, yeah, that this this guy on TV looks just like his grandpa. It's like, okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> Speaking of uh, football coach resemblances, um, have you? ever met my uh college friend brenton i think you have a few times yeah mm-hmm. his dad looks like mike Ditka. oh jeez. <laughs> so but um there's so they're they're he's from baltimore so they're not uh they're definitely not bears fans mm. um yeah well he just had a he just had his first son so i don't know maybe he'll see well Dick is not coaching anymore, but I don't know. Maybe he'll pick up on the, maybe he'll, maybe hopefully he'll pick on the, see the resemblance some way. It's all a matter of time. That's all it is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, well, that, I think that's a nice setup. And I'll also mention, um, I watched uh, the network that was, showing the super bowl would often a few days earlier do like a countdown of the 10 best or however many best super bowl commercials of all time and that was how i became familiar with a lot of the ones that were around before i was born uh so that yeah that that was my an important bit of context to um establish my education in this department all right. Any any other first thoughts before we move on to the favorite section? All right. Well, okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. Favorite. The favorite section is is just what it sounds like. How we discuss our 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 very our most beloved aspects of this topic. So, um, I asked everyone to aim for like a top five. Uh, Jeff, uh, back over to you. What are your five favorite Super Bowl commercials of all time? I, I had fun with this last night. I got out my yellow legal pad here and I just went to town and pencil and I was going back and forth, moving things around here. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go five to one here. Um, my fifth favorite commercial was a, uh, a Bud Ice commercial from 1999 where these two guys are, uh, deciding whether to get butt ice or uh, toilet paper. And then they, they pan just a close-up of the uh, counter and they, you can see that they buy the butt ice and then the uh, cashier asks them paper or plastic and the guys both deadpan and say paper. <laughs> and, you know, you kind of connect the dots why they're choosing paper there. But uh, that always cracked me up. Just kind of that whole, like, just the way it was delivered was really funny. And then uh, 
number four I said was, uh, oh gosh, I can't believe it's already been 12 years, but uh, 2010 was uh, the Betty White Snickers Super Bowl ad. That that was great. Those Snickers commercials for a while there with the different celebrities and how they would tie them in, I thought was fantastic. So I had to put her on the list. And then um, I still think about it. And I know I mentioned it earlier. My number three was the Budweiser Frogs. I, I thought the, I thought those were great, and then I think there was maybe a year or two after they incorporated a ferret in with their with the frogs as well, and they kept that going for a little while. And then uh, my number two, I completely forgot this was a Super Bowl commercial, but uh, for whatever reason, it just I glossed over it. But then I realized I kind of took a trip down memory lane and watched it on YouTube more last night. Was Terry Tate office linebacker? He was my number two. <laughs> And then uh, number one was actually a little bit before I ever watched the Super Bowl, but I remember it, it so well because growing up, one of my favorite things to do at home would be play horse horse on my driveway and play my brother, play my, against my dad. I feel like I patented the, uh, you know, you stand at the middle of the driveway, you throw the ball about 15, 20 feet up in the air, and you try to bounce it in on one bounce into the hoop. And that was my patented horse shot. So my favorite Super Bowl commercial of all time is Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, McDonald's, and just that phrase, nothing but that, where I can think of so many times being out of my driveway, just saying that and shooting these ridiculous <laughs> shots where sometimes it might be my poor dad having to lay down with his back on the driveway to try to pop a shot up into the basket. And then I'd go nothing but that on him. So... <laughs> That always stood out to me, and that that's still my favorite, even though I, I didn't watch it live, for sure, but just over the years, seeing it plenty. Do you know what year um, that was? When that one was? I, I looked it up. It was 1993. Oh, oh wow. Long time. I, I considered that one myself, um, but there's one, there's a sequel to that one that I liked a little more, and I, I don't think the sequel aired during the Super Bowl, so I couldn't include it, but it's the one where Charles Barkley is in and he asks them, can I play? And they're like, and there's no, no, it's just, it's just us. And, and yeah, like Barkley was the, he was the odd man out, left out. Uh, he wasn't allowed to play horse with them. I somehow, uh, somehow remember this a little bit. Yes. And I think I also, I, I believe he uh, uh, competed in some of those horse uh, contests in your driveway. When I was uh, over your house in those days, I I just got a few more years. I think that I'm br- I'm bringing out of retirement the uh the one the one bounce into the hoop shot here and teach my my two how to do it. So nice. Do you have a, a net set up anywhere? Is... He's oh, my son's my son's seven That's and seven. my daughter my my daughter's five. So they're oh, both okay. in they're both doing bas- basketball right now with uh, programs through the school. So. It's fun, um, it's fun to go. It's fun to go and watch them play, even though you know we'll consider it a success if the ball goes in the hoop about two or three times over the course of the whole game. <laughs> We're setting basketball back a little bit here right now with how the sport should be played, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. We'll get we'll get there. Yeah. Hey, I mean, they were they were playing it earlier than we were. It wasn't until like what fourth or fifth grade that we had a school mm-hmm. team. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, well, Aunt Beth. Yeah, I had a little trouble because like you guys, I don't remember all these things. I had to look a couple up and I actually have one of the same ones as Jeff. Um, my number five was the FedEx Castaway from 2003. And I thought that was really clever. He delivers the suitcase 
after I forget how many years and she opens it and he's like, what's in it? And there's like a phone, a map, all the things he could have used on his years. I thought that was pretty clever. Um, this one is obnoxious, but it still makes me laugh was the Budweiser was up from 1999. I rewatched it and I still had to laugh. I was like, it's the stupidest thing, but it just is funny the way they do it. So um, then this was from 2010 and I, oh my God, I remember Riley and I love this. It's for Old Spice where the man's like, what's his, I forget his name. I thought I wrote him down. I didn't, he does your man. It's called your man could smell like me. And then he, it just travels everywhere. And then the last line is I'm on a boat. And Riley and I used to say that all the time. Do you remember his name, who the guy is? The actor? I, yeah. I, I think it's was, Mustafa something. Yes, Mustafa something. He, I don't know if he was an actor or a model or what, but it was just, he had this great voice and it was, he was just perfect for it. And then I had the Snickers one too for with the Betty White from 2010. I know I, it seemed like that was maybe like five years ago, not 12 years I ago. Know. And then the top one I put, um, not counting this year, the top one was um, tw last year, I guess. It was Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen. Um, and they were just so funny together. They were talking about all these memories they had. And, and then they go to this haunted house and there's the, a woman ghost scares Paul Rudd like crazy. And then at the end, oh, they're getting ready for Seth Rogen's wedding. And then at the end, they go to the wedding and he's marrying that ghost from the haunted house. That was pretty funny. If you have don't remember it, you should uh, Google it. So I'm sure there's so many more, but I just kind of looked on a list and uh, those st stood out to me. So um, I bet there's some, I remember thinking like years ago how clever some of them were, but I couldn't, you know, just, think of it offhand uh so do you have any of the same ones we have jeff right looks like i might well yeah i mean for me it was like i almost could remember too many well i remembered some but i didn't remember others and like i i had my list from the like the last six or seven years on my blog and i i scan through those to see if any of those if i still like them as much as i did initially and half of them i'm like what was that commercial what was that one i don't remember oh it was that and so i was like well it didn't stick with me that much so um but anyway uh here's what i settled on oh and by the way isaiah mustafa that's the name okay. of the yeah, guy thank you yeah, I like. Um, I'll give a quick honorable mention to Apple's 1984 commercial, which oh, was, wow. I believe, aired in 1984. Um, but so that was kind of like the, I feel like that was the first big Super Bowl commercial. Like that was, that was when it started. That companies were really putting something special together. Um, yeah, fifth, I guess this is the winner all around among the three of us. It's the Snickers one with Betty White and also <laughs> Abe Vigoda. Don't forget, he shows oh, up right. at the end of that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and now they both passed away, right? Yeah, Betty White yeah. just left here. She would have been a hundred. 
We actually do one of our first math activities every school year is when I teach my students about absolute value, we play a, a celebrity age guess game. And every year, the the kids have to guess uh, the ages of 15 different celebrities, and I put their pictures up. Oh, and wow. I, I put Betty White on every year, and unfortunately, I had to take her off this year and replace her oh. with somebody else. So I had to think of somebody else who's, you know, into the 90s now. So I replaced, yeah. Betty, I replaced Betty with Clint Eastwood. So okay. <laughs> what grade do you teach? Seventh grade. Oh, okay. That's a good Speaking game. Of people who are in their 90s, Aunt Beth, did you hear who was on, who was unmasked from The Masked Singer last week? No, because I don't watch it. Who? Well, who's, who's someone you love who's in his 90s? Mel Brooks. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. Loves. Yes. He was, yes, on, he was the on The Masked Singer? He oh was. Oh my God. How was he? Well, he used to have a beautiful voice when he sang on. He sang in movies, and did he sound? Uh, He's—I mean, he sounded pretty good for someone who's in his nineties. It wasn't quite as like energetic as he was, you know, in in Mary Poppins. But he still. Oh wait! uh, Everyone loved him. All the judges were like, they were crying. Just they were like, oh "Oh my god, Dick Van Dyke! I know. Grace us with your presence, even. I know. Even into your nineties. Uh, okay, back to my countdown. At number four, I've got a Burger King commercial. From, I didn't write the year down, but I think it was about 2016 or so. Uh, it's called, uh, I think the title was like Eat Like Andy. It was just vintage footage of Andy Warhol eating a Whopper. It was a really <laughs> minimalist ad. I remember and number three, I have the E-Trade Monkey commercial. This was around 2000 or so. It was, uh, it's, it's called a monkey commercial, but I believe, believe it was actually a chimpanzee. And two guys sitting in their garage, just clapping their hands and stomping their feet for 30 seconds. And then it cuts to this text on the screen saying, well, we just wasted $1 million dollars. Don't make that same mistake. Trade on E-Trade. <laughs> number two, I have Monster.com. This was, I think, around, I want to say 99. Uh, when I grow up, these bunch of kids, like 10 to 12-year-olds, saying things like, I want to be a brown noser. I want to be a yes man, yes woman. And they're like saying all these terrible office worker cliches like the <laughs> like the worst type of uh, things you can the worst types of roles you can have in your job they're like basically they're saying i want to be have a soul-killing career jeez uh, it's monster.com so it's like find a job that you'll actually love and at number one uh one of the strangest commercials that ever aired on the Super Bowl. I think this was a 2006 or thereabouts. This was from Emerald Nuts. It starts with this short guy on the phone uh, wearing a hood and he's like on this business call. It's really important. And he's uh, like in the side of the room underneath the stairs. And then it cuts to these two guys playing with swords. And they're like, hey, look at that little guy on the phone. And for most of this commercial, you're like, what the heck is going on? 
And then this sentence pops up on the screen. It says, eagle-eyed machete enthusiasts recognize a little druid networking under the stairs. And then all the first letters of the words in that sentence form the letters in emerald nuts. That's weird. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. And I believe my family members who was watching the game with were like, what the heck was that? <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm like, this was like the best surreal short film of the year. Um, I probably finished last or close to it in the ad meter that year, but it was it was like the perfect commercial in my estimation. Mm-hmm. Don't remember it. <laughs> but I still usually eat planters nuts, not emerald nuts too often. I don't even think we have them up here, emerald nuts. Mm. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should go see if there's emerald nuts available at my grocery store just in recognition uh-huh. of loving their I should go buy some in recognition yeah. of loving their commercial so much. I think they're a West Coast thing from what I remember about them. Because oh. there used okay. to be even a college football game based out of the San Francisco area that had Emerald as their sponsor. So I think I, from what I remember, that was kind of their headquarters out that okay. way. Hmm. Okay. Well, if I'm ever, I'm rarely on the West Coast, but if I ever go out there, I'll like to sure to keep that in mind. There you go. All right. Uh, yeah, so those are our favorites. Uh, are we ready for some trivia? Yep. Sure. All right. Uh, all right. Everyone has a question? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jeff. Uh, let's let you go first. What have you got for us? All right. Well, I'm glad that nobody mentioned this one because this was up there on my uh, list of favorite commercials. It was a, a 2017 spot where in the commercial, um, Alexa, the, uh, the, uh, the, the voice app, um, loses her voice. And there's a whole bunch of celebrities sprinkled through the ad that are Alexa's quote-unquote replacements. And one of the things that, that I found in doing a little bit more research with this was the amount of people online that, as they talked about this commercial, thought about who could have been another good replacement in the commercial for one of Alexa's voice replacements, but actually weren't. So my question is, I'm going to give you four people. Three of them were Alexa replacements in the Super Bowl commercial, and one was not. And, and were the, they actually just their voice, or did we actually see them? Just their voice. Okay. Like, you know, I guess it's like the Alexa was on in your house, but instead of yeah. Alexa popping up, these people's voices popped up. Instead of the, as the people in the house were asking the questions. All right. So of the four who was not an Alexa replacement, your choices, Anthony Hopkins, Cardi B, Gilbert Gottfried, Gordon Ramsay. I'm going to say, uh, okay. I'm going to say Gordon Ramsay. I'm going to say Anthony Hopkins was not. I got both of you. Gilbert Gottfried actually was not. Oh, because he would be such a good one. That's what I thought too. And so many people online, that was, he was one of the top 
guys in the yeah, comments. Like he should he should have been one. James Earl Jones was another pretty yeah. popular response. It's like they're, they're, I think like they missed out on an opportunity here. Yes. Not that some of their choices like... weren't good, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's um, so funny. I feel like Gilbert was used in a commercial in a similar way. With his just his voice. Yeah, I mean, he was the voice of the Aflac Duck for a while, but yeah, but like, I feel like there was like a similar gag, like his his voice was used to replace a less abrasive voice than his. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I, I remember his, voice. Cardi B. I was, I knew it wasn't her, but yeah. My second okay. guess was Anthony Hopkins, so I wasn't even close. <laughs> All right, I had. And you mentioned this ad, so uh, it's a 2000 ad that featured office linebacker Terry Tate, who tackled his co-workers with unexpected body slams. What company was it promoting? So there's four choices. Miller Lite, Reebok, Sierra Mist, or Office Max? I feel because like I need to I need to plead the fifth here because it's right on my yellow okay. legal pad here. So well, <laughs> I know it. A lot. That is one thing when I watch a Super Bowl commercial, I think, how much does this commercial actually relate to the product? Yes. Because half the time it doesn't. But do you know, Jeff? I think it was Office Max. Okay. And what do you know? We got it. Oh, man. Was it, oh, then was it a Reebok? Yeah. Okay. But I never would. Did I think known. it was an Office Max? Well, that's a good thing because it's an Office. Yeah. yeah. And then I just oh, wrote, maybe maybe this, that's why I thought it was. I googled this, or this must have come up. I'll just ask quickly because I don't. It says, "What's the most viewed commercial Super Bowl commercial of all time?" Do you guys have any guess? I mean, I most viewed on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, I think on YouTube because it said how many views it had. So it must have been like after it aired. Yeah. I never would have. I know. My, my, my gut tells me for nostalgia's sake, everybody talked about like the Mean Joe Green Coca-Cola ad from years ago. But I don't know if that would get the necessarily the hits on YouTube like something today might. Yeah. It's from 2010. Um. I don't even, didn't even think it was a very good commercial. I watched it. Uh, I don't know. Was it something with the Clydesdale? No. It's the Doritos gym where they're like, you guys will have to look it up. They end up like throwing, somebody gets a Dorito in his neck. And it's, it's like, how is, why is this the most watched? commercial is that gym or jim jim gym okay but anyway that was yes you guys could you could check it out okay it's yours all right my question is what company's ad won the first super bowl ad meter so this was during super bowl 23 in 1989 and which two comic actors were the stars of the ad what was the first part? What company's ad oh. won the first Super Bowl ad meter? And which two comic actors were the stars? 
so it won the best for that year you're saying yeah god comic actor from 1989 i know i don't even have a clue i know where where do you start i'm trying to think like what movies were big like oh gosh they were more they were tv stars at the time they've they've been in movies but most famous for tv not steve martin no but that's kind of close jerry seinfeld it's uh it's a little less close billy crystal Steve Martin's been the closest guest so far. (laughs) Not Martin Short. Were they from like SNL or from a um, variety? They could have been on SNL. Bill Murray. No. Who who was on SNL at the time? Uh, Eddie Murphy. No, that was. No, this was after his time. Yeah, who was on that? Um, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey is correct. Yeah, but not Mike oh, Myers. Gosh. Right. Yeah. So this was this was before Wayne's World had blown uh-huh. up. But yeah. So who who else was on SNL David, in the late 80s? David Spade, Adam Sandler. No, no they they joined like a year later. Uh, oh. Male or fe- a male? Yep. Mm-hmm. Here's a hint. I'm not lying. Oh, what's his name? John. I can't think of his name. I'm looking right at John. Oh. Starts with an L. Yeah. Oh, John. John Lithgow. No. No. The, not no. John Lithgow. Oh, shoot. no. The, the guy that. What's... The, the, the Liars Club. What is his name? I know who he is. What's the second what's, letter? What's something you say to someone close to you after when you're saying goodbye? Oh, John Lovett. Love yes. it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So it was Lovett was and good. Carvey. And so what was the company? I'll give you a hint. It's a financial company. Oh, I have no idea. American Express. Correct. Oh, no. gosh. Wow. <laughs> what year was it? I'm going to look that 89. Okay. And the premise was oh, yeah. that they both went to the Super Bowl. Lovitz had Visa and Dana Carvey had American Express. So he, he was able to actually use his card while Lovitz was... Uh, out of luck. Oh, okay. I, f- I feel like I kind of slightly vaguely remember this. Did they like make like other versions of this commercial and years after that? Or am I not thinking right here? Possibly. Maybe. That could have been. I mean, I feel like that was their like that was their whole campaign for a while where it was like mm-hmm. never leave home with American Express or I think mm-hmm. that was one of their slogans, but yeah, it was still like the whole idea was like, you can use this at more places than all the other cards. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll look it up. All right. Okay. 
Are you ready for the uh, forever this section? Year's. Yeah. Yeah. Forever! 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 Yeah, forever we take stock of where we are and look ahead to the future. Uh, I didn't ask us any future questions. I don't know if you want to throw any thoughts about like some soup future Super Bowl commercial that we've never seen before, a company that's never advertised. You feel free to mention that. But otherwise, um, yeah, what did you think of uh, this year's uh, ads for the 2023 Super Bowl 57? Any favorites or least favorites or most confusing? Uh, yeah, Jeff, so first of all, where, where were you when you watched the game? Was it a party or anything like that? No, quiet Sunday night in, in my house, getting ready for just another week of school ahead. So, no, I, I stuck out the game since there was the Philadelphia side, side of things. And they have obviously kept your attention how the game went. But, no, I did my traditional thing. I, I watched the game. I watched the commercials. But once that halftime show came on, I got out of the room for about half an hour and did what I needed to do to get ready for the next day. That's, that's usually my oh, tradition. Man, huge, huge slam on Rihanna. <laughs> it, 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 I, I can't tell you the last time I've watched a Super Bowl halftime show, and I can even think back to when we were younger and you'd have Super Bowl parties where what would we do at halftime? We'd go outside and play basketball or something like that. We wouldn't, <laughs> I, or at least I wouldn't stick around and watch the uh, the halftime show. Oh, man, so. we, yeah, there was one year we had it at my house, and we went out and played basketball and missed like half of the third quarter. Uh-oh. <laughs> it happens. But, but no, um, I thought this year overall, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I just didn't pay attention to it more in past years, but I felt like this year there was a lot of celebrity appearances mm. in different ads, more Definitely. so than other years I, I've remembered. And that kind of stuck with me. My, my favorites from uh, this past year, I like the best. Like I absolutely loved the uh, the Popcorners Breaking Bad reunion. <laughs> I and it, 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 it was good. And, and I really liked it. And I know that... Uh, Brian Cranston's played Walter White and other commercials before, but um, the part with Tuco at the end was, was, I thought, the best part of it. Just to throw in a more secondary character, which I know when I watched Breaking Bad, Tuco was one of my favorite characters as well. Just to see him pop back up again, it just kind of tied that commercial together. And then I absolutely loved the uh, the Dunkin' Donuts commercial with Ben Affleck working the drive through as well. I thought that, that, that fit him to a T as well. And then just how that commercial ended too was great. And I think those are my top, top two of this year. And then um, a few that I was just kind of okay about, like I wasn't the biggest fan of was the Mr. Peanut roast where I didn't necessarily want to pull out my phone and snap a QR code to go watch the rest of that roast. Like they wanted you to, um, Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeff, I know you like her, but uh, just the whole M&M's ad campaign with Maya Rudolph just seemed forced. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, it didn't work much for me either. Yeah, Uh, and I don't know, maybe maybe this is more of just me and my personal opinion, and I'm a little bit jaded in this sense, but all of the uh, He Gets Us commercials... um, I, I get the I get the idea behind them, but uh, one of the things that happened, I guess, in Pittsburgh this past year is uh, at uh, Pirate Games, they have a they have a beautiful big out of town scoreboard on the right field wall where you could keep track of every baseball game, and they took it out this past year and they replaced it with a bunch of advertisements. And one of the uh, big advertisements that I guess bought, I guess, 
ad space in Pittsburgh was he gets us.com. So instead of keeping track of baseball games all past summer, I saw this lovely he gets us.com ad sitting on my right field wall where I could keep track of every baseball game. And it just annoyed me to no end. And then to see them pop up in the Super Bowl, it's just like, oh gosh, this company's coming at me from every angle here. And we'll, we'll see. So, what but, is that? I don't even know that. Is that the name of the company? He gets yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah, it's I guess website. they know that. It's, yeah, it's yeah I guess it's a it's website. A website. Oh, I don't even remember that. I, mean, I haven't okay. checked it out, but it's basically, I don't know, it's like spreading. It doesn't mention Jesus in the ads, but it's clearly. Oh, there were like a bunch the, of those. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. the philosophy of Jesus. It's like, don't yes. fight with your family. Don't fight with other yeah. people. There were Jesus wouldn't want, it to, want us to yeah. do that. <laughs> we're a little. Yes. <laughs> Okay. So, like, it's not clear what it's advertising, other than just like spreading the word of Jesus. Yeah. I mean, like, so. is this a new church or a charity mm. or or what's going on here? Yeah, I did. Now that you said that, uh, maybe it, maybe visiting the website would clear that up a bit, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, I had a few of this. I had the Duncan and the um, popcorners, and then you know the one they always the uh amazon the farmer's dog they called it where mm-hmm. the doggy was just getting into all the trouble and you think they're ordering a kennel at the end and but they actually got him another doggy and i thought that was so <laughs> sweet um and i like the thank you canada one for crown royal because they just mentioned all the things that canada gave us and since my son is now a canadian citizen i like that um <laughs> I didn't love the Will Ferrell commercial, but I just love, I had to write it down when he says, they shallant or they shan't. And that just made me chuckle. <laughs> he just, his voice cracks me up. But my favorite was for T-Mobile with Bradley Cooper and his mom. I just, they were, she was so funny and she was cracked. They were cracking each other up. And when that happens, that always cracks me up because they were like, she was telling him he looked like a pink flamingo. She said, I forget all these insults. And then he said something about not being nominated nine times. He's like, and she's like, yeah, but you never won. And he just kept, they just kept laughing. I I don't know if you guys, did you guys see that one? Mm -hmm. That one just made me chuckle. Then there were some. The, I didn't like the the Miller Lite Coors Blue Moon was kind of confusing because not the I mean not confusing but they're like it's a Miller Lite it's a Coors commercial and then at the end they say no it's a Blue Moon and I thought that was sort of dopey and then there were three that I did not like at all one was premature electrification which I thought was so stupid for Rav uh, no for Ram Binky Dad was for Kia Telluride. Oh, that's when he goes to get the baby, doesn't lost the binky, I guess, but it was just kind of, I don't know. And then the vasomotor symptoms about menopause. I was like, oh my God, why do we need to have those? <laughs> so those were, yeah. So that, yeah, and all, overall I said they were okay. Nothing like really spectacular jumped out at me, but. Yeah, I feel like I I mean I'm just I I don't know if I'm jaded or is that I'm just so exhausted or I've commercials like I mean how many I was watch how many are there a year like a hundred or so and watching 
uh, you know, watching it over, I'm in my thirties now. So I've seen like probably thousands of Super Bowl commercials at this mm-hmm. point. So it's just having seen that many already, it's hard to, for some to really win me over, I guess. But yeah. for me, the, the theme this year, like, I mean, yeah, Jeff, you said there's a lot of celebrities. There's always celebrities in these commercials, but I, I mean, for me, I was like, not just were there celebrities, there were also ones that I'm fans of, big fans of, you know, Will Ferrell, Will Forte, or Alicia Davidson, Maya Rudolph, a lot of SNL alums in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, so it's nice to see them, but it doesn't make their commercial automatically great yeah um yeah so really there was really just one where it's like yeah that one was good and part of the reason was because it it actually showed the product and why it was worth buying and that was the uh, google pixel commercial where they were showing like the camera capabilities like you can uh erase whatever you don't want in the background like you can erase weird faces mm-hmm. or old boyfriends or whatever mm-hmm. else. So I, it did make me a little concerned. I was like, that sounds like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind where you're erasing bad memories. Mm-hmm. And the lesson of that movie was that you, you shouldn't erase those memories because they're, they're a part of you. And uh, even though they can be sad or make you angry, you, you shouldn't cut off part of yourself so i'm like i don't know it's okay to maybe touch up uh, blurry photos but to completely erase an x or something or like, i don't know about that i don't know what if you guys had that capability on your camera phone would you do stuff like that It'd probably erase me mostly <laughs> instead of the other people because I always look at the pictures and say, oh, but yeah, I don't know if uh, I would. Like I know, you said, I, I mean, that was, it could be 30 years ago and it, that was your life then. So I don't think I'd take out people. I don't know. I feel, I feel like with a lot of the pictures I take, it's like you just take 20 to 25 of the same one and hope one sticks where both oh. kids are looking the same way. Right. Nobody's like squinting or sneezing or anything like that. So it's just a matter here of a quantity over quality, I think. Yeah. Hoping you get you get one. Oh, one good one, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh all right, so those are our thoughts for this year's ads. Any any more Super Bowl thoughts before we conclude? Not for me. I think we've covered most of it. So we'll, we'll see. It. We'll see if next year is going to be the the first year. And I don't know how many years I'll watch the halftime show. Yeah, okay. depending who it is. There's always next year. Yeah. What what act would convince you to watch? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, that is a good question. Gosh, I don't know. I they really don't do like know. a comedy act or something instead of just music. There we go. What, what? The whose line what? is it anyway, guys? Exactly. Yeah, I want to do yes. some improv. I know. Why does it always have to be a musical act? That would be very clever. I wonder if they, they should uh, write to the Super Bowl and say, why don't you switch it up a bit and do something different? 
Dear uh, Mr. NFL. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, well, in that case, I'll uh, ask uh, my co-host and my guest, uh, is there anything that uh, you're doing that you'd like to promote or anything that anyone else is doing that you'd like to promote? And is there anything you'd like to recommend that you can enjoy with your aunts and or nephews? So uh, Jeff, anything to uh, promote or recommend? Sure, I've got a couple things for you here. You know, uh, I, I don't know if I'm getting invited back for the March Madness preview round two here, but Jeff, this might be in your wheelhouse here. Um, there is a website called thedrome.org. And these guys for, this is year 23 coming up. I've been doing it for six years now. It's a uh, pre-March Madness tournament selection competition where you fill out Google Forms and you pick the winner of every men's basketball conference tournament champion. And you get a certain amount of points where if you pick the, if you pick the one or the two seed, you get a certain number of points. But if you pick somebody three or lower, you get more points towards your score. And it's actually, there's about a thousand people usually that do this every year. And it's, they, they call it the, the Jerome interns. They, they will send you emails and update you on your scores every day for about the first two and a half weeks until the actual tournament with how you do. And there's college basketball writers that, that do this as well. And you can kind of find these guys if you know who they are and see how you do against the so-called experts here. But it's just good fun. And, the, you know, it's kind of a way to keep track of once it gets the crazy season for uh, college basketball. And I just got the email today from them because I guess once you do it, you're on just their email chain that, hey, it's getting close to that time. Get get ready. I guess the deadline for week one is next Tuesday and then the bigger tournaments are the week after that. But it, it's just kind of fun just, just to see, you know, where do you think a, a small school upset could happen? It kind of just gets you ready for the big tournament in March. And then uh, I think to answer your other question, if I was to promote anything, um, one of the uh, the big shows that um, we watch here every uh, every winter that I don't know if it's in your uh, uh, queue of many shows you watch, but uh, we like a lot here uh, on Food Network Kids Baking Championship, and it's it's in it's in season eleven right now, and um, it's pretty much like the adult cooking shows where they have to bake different things and there's challenges and twists, but it revolves around kids yeah. and some seasons, some seasons, the kids are as little as eight years old and typically wow. up to about typically up to about 13 years old. And they, they have different challenges they have to do every week, two to two and a half hours to bake things. And then the hosts, mm -hmm. uh, Duff, Duff Goldman and Valerie Bertinelli throw challenges at the kids. Like if they're about an hour to an hour and a half into their cook times, they have to do extra things. And then they vote off a, a kid every, every week until they get down to the, to the finals. And it, it's just good. It's just good, mindless fun. And I mean, yeah. it's just, it's, it's impressive to watch these, you know, eight, nine year olds, what they can pull off in the kitchen yeah. thinking there was no way I was even close to that at that age. That's for sure. <laughs> what is that on the food network or a different? It is. Yes. Um, it's usually, it's usually on their uh, new episodes or on Monday nights. Okay. That sounds fun. Actually. The drone that's T H E D R O M E. Oh, I guess I should give you the more of the backstory on this. Um, it's called the Jerome. Like if you remember the famous uh, clip from Bill Rafferty from the pit basketball player, Jerome Lane, where he shatters oh. the glass on the dunk and he says, send it in Jerome. 
Uh-huh. That's that's kind of their their backstory is like you know send in your picks so they call it the Jerome in homage to uh, okay. Bill Rafferty. So, I have nothing to promote as usual, but I had a couple recommendations. I figured you guys would that even I watch things like this on Netflix. There's a, um, a I guess it's a documentary about Bill Russell coming up that looks really good. Um, my dad's been watching that oh it started already okay I'm gonna, Police, I'm gonna oh, yeah. and then there's something called operation finale which sounds heavy but it's about the capture of adolf eichmann who was hitler's uh, lieutenant from the holocaust and i don't know those ki- things kind of fascinate me and then of course this weekend the sag awards are coming up and then the, um that's on the 26th and the Oscars are on the 12th. So I don't know mm-hmm. if they can top last year's Oscars with the uh, Will Smith, but um, I'm looking forward to having a, uh, Jimmy Kimmel usually does a pretty good job. So uh, that's the- Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad, well, there were multiple hosts last year, but I'm glad they're just sticking with one host that's this right. time. I forgot they had multiple ones. That was, who was um, the girls, right? Yeah, Amy Schumer, Amy Wanda Schumer Re- and was it Regina Hall? Regina Hall and Wanda Sykes, right? Yeah, that's yeah. It. Okay. All right. How about you, Jeff? Um, promote my best of 2022 coverage on jmoney.com. I've posted my last list. I did the got my favorite albums and songs of the year up there. So, Jeff, you can look over those and see if uh, any of those people should be on the Super Bowl halftime show. There we go. I'll Uh, make my list. (laughs) And uh, I'll mention, as usual, you can support us on Patreon if you'd like to. And Ken Jong, as always, you have an open invitation to be a guest on this show whenever your uh, schedule allows. And I'll recommend, I may have recommended this last year as well, the Oscar-nominated shorts they play in theaters for uh, they're in theaters now they put them out uh, after the nominations are announced so you know you don't have too many opportunities to see short films in the theaters but uh i think it's i've made it a tradition as much as i can to go out and watch them i watched i saw the animated shorts recently my favorite of the bunch was uh an ostrich told me the world is fake and i think i believe it it was a, a fun little stop motion uh, animated short. And okay. And you can leave us a review um, and we'll read it on air. If, uh, and you can have your 15 minutes of podcast fame that way. And you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, yeah, I guess it's time to, uh, to sign off and uh, spike the football. We, uh, this episode was another touchdown. So Jeff, thank you for joining us again. And Aunt Beth, thank you for uh, for being my aunt and my co-host once again. You're so welcome. I didn't have a choice in one of those, but <laughs> which one, yeah, Jeff, Jeff? Before I go, I I need to know. You know, SNL has the five timers club and all. When when do I get my jacket? When I, what number appearance do I have to hit here? Oh, I I Let's... think we'd have to go five. Yeah, I mean that, that to me that feels like a, the magic number. So, Your dad's the, yeah. in the lead, probably, right? 
Yeah, I think, I mean, with him, it's, we got to check. I think I'm just counting full length episodes because he's he's been on a few mini episodes yeah and he's made but i think full length episodes he's three at least i think right? he's at four it's at least three oh. but it might be four. Ooh, he's way up so he was there. on the snl episode the wandavision the jeopardy guest hosts which was one that you skipped and the beatles and, oh and the beatles so, oh yeah, so I think he does four, have four. I think four. oh jeff yeah. you got your competition there then yeah jeff, jeff you, have, you have to start getting sizes on a jacket for him i think get ready <laughs> we gotta get yeah. we should get your dad send me your measurements here. yeah we should get right. him a five, lots of entertainment five timers club <laughs> that'll be good oh, okay it's time to sign off so i will say what is good night everybody all right and uh jeff do you have any sign off no, I, I think I just need to think about that and maybe more so than a Super Bowl halftime for the future here. I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> Until we next time. Warn, we didn't warn you. No. <laughs> Until next time works. But, uh, yeah, there we so, go. Uh, and then, of course, I will uh, let everyone know to keep your remotes handy and your eyes open. <laughs> <laughs>